Welcome to Deuterocanons. Welcome to Deuterocanons. I'm Byron, and with me as always is Justin. Party on, Justin. Party on, Byron. Okay, and this is episode... There's no way of knowing. Yeah, I've done three since you've been, uh, I don't know, out of town, let's say. Yeah. But I I feel pretty confident that this is episode 46. Yeah, this is a long-awaited 46, because, I mean, it's been... So we're in month three. It's been three months... A little bit more than that, probably, since we we did this. So, which we don't need to like. I'm deployed. We don't we don't need to beat around the bush too much. I'm deployed. People know I'm in the military. I figure I figure they put two and two together at some. Point. Yeah, like I don't know, deployed to where? Like your mom's basement. <laughs> I'm deployed to Syria. That's all we're gonna say. How about okay. that? Okay. I was gonna go with your mom's basement because I didn't know if I was if the other thing was allowed to be known. But I feel yeah, special. It's fine. The world, the world knows that Americans are in Syria. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So here we are. This is our first first episode since, like, what would that? When did I leave? October, September. Yeah, you left in October, and so uh, last time that we were actually together was the middle of September with Scott Hart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. Because we talked about. Um, the uh here we are stumbling through this in the moment this is all research we could have done beforehand what what did we talk we talked to him about the restoration movement the restoration movement right yeah okay and then the time before that we talked about uh faithfulness the fruit of the spirit that was the last fruit of the spirit we talked about yeah so which i mean full transparency we tried to do a few more episodes before i left but I mean, it was just like, it just, it was like week after week, something came up and it didn't pan out. I felt right. like at some point we probably should have gone here, got on here and explained what happened. I guess it took three months to do that though. <laughs> sure. I'm sure all the Canaanites, all the Canaanites were like, what happened? Did they break up? Did the band break up? <laughs> well, I, I have been a member of bands that, that have broken up. I've also been a member of a band that said it was breaking up but was really just trying to fire one of the members ah i see and the way that that went uh, the lead singer said hey so uh jared and justin and i are going to start a new band with the same name and we're going to play all of the same song it's just you're not in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean that that's what was implied Mm-hmm. He ended up feeling bad about that. It, like it, he he figured out that maybe that wasn't the the best way of ending a completely voluntary association association with somebody that had absolutely no financial impact. Yeah. So okay. So uh, I mean, I guess I was going to say, how, how should we proceed? Should we probably get get each other and each other to a certain extent? Although I talked to you last week. Again, full transparency. No lies between us and the Canaanites. Talked to you last week yeah. at Christmas, at the Christmas play. But I guess we could get our, our audience caught up 
uh, on some things in both of our lives that have happened over the last three months. And yeah. then I think we discussed a little bit. I could talk a little bit about the, the men's group that I've been participating slash leading over here. And then I kind of figured if all else failed, uh, we could talk gentleness just because we need to finish off these fruit of the spirit. I have so many other things I want to talk about and been in this fruit of the spirit thing for almost a year now, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I mean, a solid year easily. Yeah. All right. Well, well, okay. you take it away. Uh, what, what's been going on the last three months that isn't confidential. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we're over here during our mission. I guess that's kind of ancillary, but, uh, I mean, it's not, but it is, but I think it's ancillary to what we're talking about tonight. Um, you know, but I, I think it's one of those things where uh, daily I try to apply the things that we're talking, we talk about all the time on here. Like, let me, like, let me see if I can give you an example of that. Um, man, what were we talking about the other day? We were talking about time. So I guess we can just yeah. jump straight into this. So, uh, when I showed up here, uh, uh, a guy I, who I had served with previously, who is also uh, a devout Christian, he was actually leading, leading the uh, Bible study, which I was not surprised to find because he was on my team before and he, he always kind of headed that up. And, uh, and so I, so I knew, I knew coming over here that there would be something. And, uh, I kind of went to their last, their last Bible study and, and it seemed like there's a little bit of a question mark of who, would take over. And so I came in over here fully intending to have some sort of worship of some type. And I mean, you know, I think the last time I was deployed was 2020. So I came home straight into the pandemic and that's, you know, how, um, our, I almost want to say distance learning, our virtual worship got started in my role in that. And of course that's how mm -hmm. we got started doing this. And so, but, but I think that's also like, you know, I had preached intermittently in the past before 2020, but, you know, this last uh, bit of time at home is the longest I've been home in like 10 years. And so this is the most consistently that I, I've preached uh, at Allensville. And then, of course, there's the Deuterocanon stuff. And so I think, you know, I was coming into this with a lot of, oh, and then also the teaching the teen class, you know. Mm -hmm. and so uh, I feel like you I was coming into this. You guys do that for a good long period. while. Oh, Yeah. I mean, you had so done I feel like that I was, before, I was, but it's yeah, it's yeah. the longest stretch. Yep. So so I was coming into this. I feel like with like a lot of material like at hand, and so um, the very so I basically kind of said that's like, listen, I'm 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 prepared to lead whatever, but but I also was trying to what I've been trying to do is encourage other people to take a turn. There's been one other guy. Um, he's an Apache pilot and. Uh, he and I have kind of gone back and forth, but actually last week was the first week. One of the other guys who's also an Apache pilot um, took a turn. And so, which is good because I, I feel like there's a little bit of, of, of folks just maybe coming out of their shell more generally, but particularly when it comes to talking about Jesus and like, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from these guys, but I, I do kind of get the impression that maybe they're accustomed to things that are maybe structured differently and, and not so mm -hmm. much like just a kind of a, a casual like a conversation and yeah. so i think i think i think it's been pretty fruitful but i mean we've we've worked through um everything from like i started off with my leadership you know biblical leadership 
stuff that I did on here and I preached about. And uh, I mean, and then just kind of like, like we do at Allensville, let the conversation determine what the next topic is, you know? Yeah. So, but, but apart from that, what I was starting to say is, um, so last week we talked about time and it was actually kind of, there was this, this was, uh, this other guy leading it. And, uh, so anyways, in terms of like trying to live out this stuff daily, you know, one of the things that I, I was discussing with these guys is like, um, in the army, one of the things that we're evaluated on is presence. And I think presence has a lot to do with caring for your soldiers. And I think the way that you demonstrate that you care, or one of the ways that you demonstrate that you care is by spending time with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've, I've grown to appreciate it as, as I've moved up the ranks is there are a lot of demands on my time. And so that, what that means to me, what, what that tells, I guess what that reminds me of is as you go higher, I mean, there's, there are a lot of demands on everybody's time. And so when somebody chooses to spend time with you, you know, uh, like that, we need to appreciate that. That's what that means, that that's, that's caring. And so then I try to go out of my way to, to give a little bit of my time, to, you know, to, to folks each day that, you know, I mean, it, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Cause I mean, this kind of gets into the whole discipline and all that stuff, right? Like that is still me taking my time to do, to do things. Um, and so anyways, so I guess at the end of the day, right. So me, me, uh, sacrificing time with people and being more appreciative of their sacrifice of, of time with me. So. But yeah, so there's about, I don't know, seven to eight guys every Sunday night. We get together and we, you know, um, <clears throat> do Bible study for an hour and then, you know, get back to work. And it's been it's been great. Well, speaking of time, like what time do you all do that? Um, so we usually start at like around 7 p.m. here, which mm-hmm. honestly kind of lines up when you guys are starting church there because there was that one time where we were we were getting ready to get started and and Jessica FaceTimed me to ask me how to do something on the computer and like we were really literally getting ready to start by worship ourselves. So <laughs> Yeah, that that's why I was asking. I I, I thought that maybe Yeah, that, that's that's just that's really interesting. I, I think that, that that's something that I'll I'll mention to people here. I, I think they'll they'll be blessed by that. Like, you know. That that's I think a way that that they'll have of I don't know thinking of of you and, and and the men that you have with you who you know despite the fact that you're really far away from your families like you're you're still close to the Lord and you know like I guess in a way you're with us in in spirit not that not that worshiping at exactly the same time or like concurrently is required for that but I I do find it interesting yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I've said that before. I think that there's always something something comforting about the fact that we know that there's people all over the planet on Sunday morning, you know, whatever Sunday morning is their time, <clears throat> taking some time out of their day to worship and, and or even, you know, and even down to some of the details, you know, whether it's taking the Lord's Supper or singing songs and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, I was just talking about time, my time sacrificing time for other people and vice versa. But then there's also that, right? Like uh, we talk about true, uh, not conforming the pattern of the world, you know, sacrifice or your body being a living sacrifice. And, and again, I think that's yet another aspect of oneself that can be sacrificed with your time. 
So, yeah, that's, um, that's excellent. I will say uh, where where I haven't been doing well is I haven't been listening to the audio Bible as much as I should. Uh, what I have done several times though is is uh, go back and listen to the congregational singing because I have that at hand quite a bit. Yeah, um, I've listened to a couple worship services. Um, on, on Facebook. And then I've also, I mean, the Christmas pageant, I, I listened to that. And then I've listened to your three episodes uh, on, on Deuter Cans, which is always a pleasant surprise when I pick up my phone and open up, you know, uh, Apple podcasts or whatever it is. And there's a new episode of Deuter Cans. Now I, now I get a little bit of a sensation of how the rest of the Canaanites must feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh boy, Deuter Cans has a new episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you open it up and you find out that it doesn't feature Byron. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a little bit it's of a less Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder where I he is. I wonder, this, this, this title, the title of this episode might end up being Byron is Back. Sort of. Sort of. Well, but we don't have to say <laughs> that except in like the description. Right. Um... Yeah, and I guess I, I don't know. I'll keep talking until you tell me to stop, or we can switch here in a second. But uh, okay, yeah, keep it up. You know, I was gonna like I guess I was about to tell you. I mean, I right like these are things that you you see my family more than I do right now. They seem to be right. doing all right. I know there were some tears on Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that like that that's tough. It's not it's not fun not being together. And I do we do what we can over here to keep everybody keep everybody's morale up. Um, so we had a big meal here. Same thing on, on Thanksgiving. Um, and so, but yeah, Jessica and the kids are, are doing all right. The boys are, you know, uh, doing basketball and obviously they're on Christmas break right now. But, um, you know, the three three months has gone by pretty quick. We've got three to go and, and I'm sure it'll, it'll move around. I mean, we're already talking about redeploying. So, you know, it'll be here before we know it. So. Already talking about redeploying redeploying that's coming yeah. back home right oh okay yeah. all right i thought you meant like you're you're already talking about the next deployment yeah no yeah that's that would make sense though right but yeah that's the term we use for for coming back home i figured so, like, like yeah, coming yeah, we're back already... home would be called like undeploying <laughs> yeah i could understand why you would think that or replaying <laughs> justin stop just don't, you're trying too hard. It's the army. Some things don't make sense. Yeah. So what about you guys? You got your house finished in an awful hurry, right? Oh man. Yeah. That's, that, that's almost too, too much of an ordeal to even think about or talk about it. It's, it's still so close, but for those of you keeping mm -hmm. score at home, um, my family and I bought a, bought an old farmhouse two and a half years ago, right in the middle of 2020 and set about gutting the place, which we did and gutting it didn't take too long, but then the putting it all back turned out to take very long to the point where I'm we had, gutting it. yeah, yeah, we had to, we had to like renew the construction loan and it was hard to get anybody to, to do the work that, that we didn't already know how to do ourselves, which mostly was none of it. I mostly knew how to do mm. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I learned a lot. We eventually found a plumber who that took like three months to find one. And then he came six months after that. So 
I kind of blame that on why it took us so long, but it got to the point mm-hmm. where the, uh, where the bank said, okay, like we'll renew this construction loan again. That's fine. But then you, then you'll like lose the interest rate that you locked in. So we, we had mm-hmm. about three weeks and it was, it was a hellacious three weeks, you know, a whole lot of, uh, cutting at two o'clock in the morning in the 19 degree weather. Um, yeah. yeah. Cutting boards, you know, just, I feel like it took us probably three weeks after all of that finished to, to even recover from all that. But we got some help from some friends, kind of a, a last push. Your family came over for a day, like the day before uh, the, the, the house appraised. But we got all the important stuff done. It appraised good. We closed on the loan. And now, I mean, Misty's got um, an oven and a refrigerator, which she didn't have for a long time. Uh, we have floors everywhere, trim everywhere. And so it's good. It feels like a house that just still needs a little bit of work on it. So we, we still have, I mean, a long list of finished work and details to do, but there's not mm-hmm. the, the kind of, same kind of pressure as there was. So that, that feels, feels really good. feels good to walk around the house barefoot. Yeah. You know, and actually be walking on wooden floors instead of, uh, you know, subfloor. And, you know, the tools are picked up, so I don't have to worry about stepping on, you know, glass or a nail or a screw or a drill bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So is that kind of like a blessing in disguise, like it was a forcing function from the government, but probably a needed one or something? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) That the interest rate that we ended up getting, which is like significantly better than what it would have been, is still outrageously terrible. Yeah, but it, it was really good to have that kind of pressure. I feel like I perform well under pressure typically, mm. but some, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like we were dragging our feet, but I mean, let, let's just say I, I wasn't habitually staying up until two or three in the morning working on the house. Right. Right. And yeah, we, we, we got a whole lot, a whole lot done. Um, th- there was a guy that we hired um, th- that I met through, through a, one of my kids at school, uh, a dad from my school, mm. tractor, who's new to the area. So you'll have to meet him when we, uh, whenever you get home. Good guy. Mm. He would he would come over after school, like when I got home from school, and and stay there sometimes until, you know, eleven or twelve at night, working with me. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Nice. Great. Yeah, yeah. So he I, basically like I, I hired him to teach me how to lay wood flooring. Mm-hmm. So I, I was. He was the boss. I was the help, except I was the help that was paying the boss. Right, right. But, but it works. <laughs> it works. I, I feel like now I could, you know, do that for somebody else. Yeah. You know that I, I kind of learned how to how to do it right. Yeah. That's and good. I would say between all of that with the house and with, uh, I don't know, Christmas program at church. Missy directed a Christmas program. Actually, pretty much the same Christmas program for the second co-op they're, that they're in. Um, so between all, all of that and, and you're being deployed, that's why there have only been three episodes of Deuterocanon. Solo cannons, mm-hmm. that is. So yeah, like, yeah. singular. Um, but I, I actually have a lot more material that I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, to record and post by the time that you get back. Um, so that the Canaanites aren't completely bereft of all content. 
Well, I also cool. got the opportunity while I was working to uh, to listen to a whole lot of whole lot of books and some good podcasts. So I feel like my time was doubly invested. Mm -hmm. So I, I finished listening all the way through Lord of the Rings, which I know some of you out there might might think, well, Lord of the Rings, like, shouldn't you have just been listening to the Bible or something? And I guess maybe I'll have to do a whole podcast on on why that book series is so important. Not simply to yeah. me from an entertainment standpoint, because that's not what it's about. It, it really is yeah. like I, I listen to it from a from a biblical and a, a spiritual perspective. Yeah. And, and 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 those books encourage and develop, I think, my. I don't know what you might want to call it, holy imagination. Yeah. You know, like if, if we're going to if we're going to take the Bible seriously. We're going to have to imagine some things. Yeah. And so it's really good for us to develop our imaginations in a godly way. Um, you know, the, the scriptures say that that he calls those things that are not as though they are. Right. In other words, he, the Lord brings things into existence by the power of his word, which means that mm -hmm. he imagined them. But because of his power, he he brings those things into into being. Mm -hmm. um or or like when, when we're around the table and, and we ask people to to consider christ and his his, his life and death burial uh his resurrection all of all of that necessarily involves imagination yeah and i think that, that that's I mean, I, I think, oh go ahead i i think even if i mean right like think, think if you're if you're reading the stories and i mean Right, you, like you're imagining what they might have looked like and what they might have sounded like and what how they might have interacted with each other. I mean, that's I don't know. It's almost like baked into it to the Bible being a book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that phone call um, for later. <laughs> oh, Justin, is your phone still going off in the middle of Deuter cannons? You know. I wanted to make sure that it did, and so I told somebody to call me. No. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to let right. you down. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get through a whole episode of Deuterocanons, and for there to be some aspect of it that didn't happen that you were looking forward to. Mm, I see. Well, thank it's, you for that. It's, it's a lot harder for you to, you know, mock me without things like that happening. That's right. Um. Uh, so we want to talk some fruit of the spirit then, or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So the next one is gentleness. Gentleness. All right. So we'll do the normal thing because it's been a while. So we're working our way through the fruit of the spirit. And uh, basically where this comes from is working with the kids downstairs because the kids are always downstairs. <laughs> we uh, use this as an exercise to uh, learn some public speaking um, using a, a table or matrix that I have in my Bible, at least each lists each aspect of the fruit of the spirit. Then it lists a definition. Then it has some scriptures listing it, uh, describing it as an attribute of God, and then as an attribute for Christians. And so we've worked all the way through love, joy, peace. I think we did two weeks on peace. That one took us a while. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness was the last one we did. And all we have left is gentleness and self-control. So, Justin. Yes. Gentleness. Are you ready for the definition? I'm ready for the definition. W what do they got? I think you might like this one. I think you might like it. 
So for the definition, they have meekness and humility. Meekness and humility. Okay, so what is meekness? Man, I, I thought I think you might be thinking the same thing I'm thinking with meekness potentially. I, I don't I don't know what what do you think meekness means? Okay, so the way I've heard meekness described before is like having the ability to like be destructive or violent, but uh, like containing it. And so, okay. I, I mean. What, might as well invoke the name of Jordan Peterson. I listened to an interview of him recently where he talked about this, and he said the definition that he had heard was uh, uh, like being being capable with the sword but choosing to keep it sheathed is like the old-fashioned definition of it. Okay. And this, this, this was in the conversation he was having with an interviewer who asked him if it's possible for weak men to be virtuous, to which he emphatically said no. <laughs> because you know what what makes what makes somebody virtuous is to be capable of violence like if you're incapable of violence that's not virtuous like you're there's no challenge there you know mm -hmm. and so this i think it, i mean i touched on this a little bit in the sermon i did where i talked about what did i talk about i talked about how um when we talked about how like faith faithfulness isn't faithfulness unless it's tested and you know like Love isn't love unless you're capable. Of, it's capable of like loving one's enemy. You remember that that sermon yeah. I did. And so I think it's the same thing here. Where, um, so I mean, I think gentleness and meekness go hand in hand. I guess another def another example I I had explained to me one time. Uh, it was actually we were doing combatives. We were doing like jujitsu and at work, and some for some reason. Oh, I just got a 10-minute remaining mark on here. Ah, uh, yes. So, so did I. Hmm. Okay, so, so here's what, what we'll mean? do. It, it, what that means is that if it cuts us off, we uh, have a built-in part two. Okay. I mean, I, I, I reckon me. probably, like, I can just open up a new meeting. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, you know, this guy was describing a... Uh, doing doing jujitsu with a guy who was a collegiate wrestler and so how this guy was obviously pretty good at takedowns and snatched the person up in a, a double leg takedown and had him up on his shoulder and you know was was ent was entirely capable of slamming the guy on the ground but didn't chose to set him down like gently because you know we're not here to hurt each other yeah. you know and so i think you see where gentleness and meekness go hand in hand um so that's what I think about meekness. What do you think about meekness? So I'm looking at uh, etymology online, which is a, a source that I go to a lot to do. I mean, just, yeah, to, to learn about etymology, word studies. And it uh, comes, from, comes from the late 12th century. And it does mean gentle or mild of temper, which we've mm -hmm. sort of already said that. But um, the second part here, I, I think, is, is illuminating. Forbearing under injury or annoyance or bearing hmm. under injury or annoyance. So if, if there's forbearing, that's where the, the possibility for something else comes in, like that guy who, who could have slammed the dude. When he didn't, huh. that's, that's yeah. forbearance. If he couldn't do that in the first place, then he wasn't forbearing. Yeah. I mean, you also think like, like when somebody's annoyed, right, they might have a tendency to lash out, right, like, with a, like a, you know, a parent with their child. 
and but but not doing that you know right i mean it's it's both for patience but i think it's also it's also gentleness right right and so it's not it's not weakness there's there's nothing weak about meekness because meekness meekness is harder Mm -hmm. than choosing to i mean choosing to not forbear like just letting um temper and annoyance fly when injured or whatever like that's Mm -hmm. that's what's easy that that's natural The, the hard thing is the thing that isn't the, the, the first, I don't know, like, the, the, I, I don't know, maybe the fruits of the spirit can eventually become our gut reactions, but the, the, like through, through practice and uh, spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's not the, it's not the, the way that the sinful nature operates. This, the mm-hmm. sinful nature indulges annoyance. Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in what the scriptures that you've got say about this because I probably need to hear it. So what about the humility piece then? So, so we agree that meekness is, seems to align with gentleness. Then what about the humility part? Um, yeah. So, so that word humility comes up in, in the etymological definition also, um, mm-hmm. humble, unassuming, um, soft, pliant, gentle, mm-hmm. obedient, submissive, docile. Yeah. So Which uh, I, I think is, I think what's probably interesting about that, cause you can, you can see the same thing here. If we talk about like, again, the annoyed parent and, or the annoying kid and the annoyed parent where there's an element here where, I mean, if we look at that, the dynamics of that relationship where positionally I have authority, we've talked before about how a lot of, even though I have authority over my, my children, t- caring for them involves um, sacrifice and, and uh, uh, almost like submission to an extent, right? Or, or, or whatever, sacrifice, I guess is probably the best thing, right? Like, yeah. so I'm humbling myself from my lower position. You know, like <laughs> what, what I'm, I'm picturing here is I'll go with, you know, tying my kids' shoes, you know? Sure. Like that yeah. is an act of service that I do as their superior, you know? Mm-hmm. And only so a superior can do it. How do you mean? Well, I mean, oh, if, a well, kid, right. if, if a kid is incapable how. of tying shoes, then it requires somebody who is technically superior to that child to do it. Yeah. Like even if it's a sibling. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's almost like you can't be what, let's say, a leader unless you're capable of humbling yourself because the only way that you develop the people below you is by, at least for a time, uh, you know, coming to their level to show them how to do things at that level. And then once they're proficient, you can maybe resume your position over them. Right. Except yeah. it's, an, it's a never-ending cycle, though, really. Well, in a sense, but, but the cycle should perpetuate downward in the hierarchy. Because mm. really, as a, as a father, you're, you're hoping to 
replace yourself. Yeah. You're working towards replacing yourself. You're working towards helping your, your daughter to become a good mother and your sons to become good fathers. Mm -hmm. Not because they won't always have, have certain needs that, that you can fulfill, but you're trying to, to shepherd them into like joining you in a sense in fatherhood mm -hmm. and, and parenthood. Well, and I guess at some point you get old enough and the, the roles do reverse potentially. Well, yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for the fact that, um, well, you've heard it said that those who don't raise their children get to raise their children. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it's, it's really sad for people who, that they get to the point where, where they need to be cared for by their children, but, but their children aren't capable of it. Hmm. All right. So we got about two and a half minutes left. Do you want to see if we can get through a scripture here? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the first one is Zechariah 9.9. 9. Zechariah. Oh, no. Got it. Oh, I'm looking at Zephaniah. See, we haven't done a sword drill in a while. This is embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so just just verse nine. Yeah, I imagine you can read more if you want to. Okay. <clears throat> Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation. Gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal, the donkey. Yeah, I... Man, is that... I yeah, what is... Short, like, huh? Zachary, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Where's the gentleness in there? Oh, well, it, it says uh, your king comes to you right, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt full of a donkey. So not okay. coming on a, on a horse. Lowly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowly, gentle, humble. I mean, like the opposite of that comes to mind. Like you've probably seen that, mm. that famous painting of um, Napoleon on the horse and the horse is like, like rearing up. And Napoleon probably has his hand like tucked in his jacket. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe he was self-conscious about his hands. And I mean, you know, just like looking like a looking like a pretty tough dude. Mm -hmm. But here we have the, the king who's coming to Zion is is going to come in on a cult. And of course, we know what that's when that was fulfilled. I think that's literally the humility that we're talking about, like assuming yeah. a lower station. Which right. again, in thirty seconds, we have thirty seconds here. But I think about Romans twelve three, right? Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. I mean, that's yeah, that is that is humility, you know, like literally assuming a lower station. All right, what are we doing here? And I would say that's the end of part one, and I'll regenerate and and see see if we can make this happen for part two. 
And that's the end of part one of my and Byron's conversation, catching up and looking at the fruit of the spirit of gentleness. We were cut short because of the time constraints of Zoom, which is only 40 minutes, but we were able to hop right back on, record a part two, and I should have that posted here in the next few days. So thanks for listening.